Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. That music is from my son, Sam Brandt. Great to see him coming in from L.A. over the holiday break. And we're going to do a Brandt's Rants today. I've been very vocal on Twitter, in my writing, on podcasts like this one, and of course talking on the radio about this game. As I sit here, it's on Wednesday afternoon. We're about an hour away from kickoff as I record this. And the kickoff is a go between the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that I think should not be played, but it's going to be played. I'll rant about that in a second. I'll also rant about this Carson Wentz issue, the the devolvement of Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles, and why the Eagles, as I've noted so often this week, are really stuck with Wentz no matter how much he has devolved, at least for a year and a half. And even after that, it's going to be tough to move on from him. We'll get into those rants, uh, and we'll get after it, because I just think the NFL is playing with fire. To me, I'm a lawyer. Everything is policy. Everything is precedent. And now we have precedent. And the precedent tells me the NFL is going to play through and plow through and play through this pandemic almost no matter what. It is hard to figure out what, at this point, on Wednesday, December 2nd, as they approach a Wednesday afternoon game, What will cause a week or more postponement, I guess, to week 18 for the NFL or potential cancellation? And everyone's joking around, well, a nuclear war, armed conflict. (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to be serious. What is it that's going to postpone it? Because as we sit here today, the Ravens are going to play this game. Okay, the Ravens are going to play this game with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine, count them, nine consecutive days of COVID-positive infections, nine consecutive days of COVID-positive infections for the Baltimore Ravens, and they're playing the game. Pittsburgh Steelers, oh, they've had a few too, (laughs) but in the, in the, in the totem pole of what's going on there, they're way down. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to play. They're going to host a game finally that was scheduled for six days ago. And then they have to adjust and go to Monday night next week and see what happens after that. But listen, I don't understand it. You know, I, I, I talked about this with the Packers and 49ers two weeks ago where they had positives on each side, which now seem like child's play, only two or three. And they played the game, even though San Francisco was decimated personnel-wise. And But here we are again. They could have moved that game. Just I mean, to Saturday, to Sunday, to Monday, to Tuesday. They didn't. And here we are. In this case, they have moved the game. As everyone knows who's listening, who's followed football, they have moved Ravens-Steelers from Thursday night Thanksgiving to Sunday to Tuesday and now to today Wednesday this is still a game from the week before not the week going forward and there's no Thursday night game because that involved the Ravens originally and now the Ravens of course will play Monday night just as the Steelers will so this is a weird time in sports we see hundreds of cancellations and postponements around college football I'm down in Dallas right now. My son's at SMU. He's a manager and videographer for the basketball team. We've been going to the football games. Just found out that's canceled because there's an outbreak, I guess, among the SMU quarterbacks. So I'm down here for that. That's not going to happen. This is happening all over the country, but not, it seems, 
with the NFL. They're playing through, they're plowing through. It just seems like there is no standard that's going to stop it. Now, I wanted to wait until to record this to see the comments from Commissioner Goodell and from Medical Director Dr. Alan Sills, and they both talk about how they're doing a great job, and you know, they talk about playoffs, and we're not going to be able to move games around the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to hear, what about this game? Why are we playing this game? And the word I was looking for is the word they did use, although it seemed to be kind of a bland use of the word. They said they feel it's contained. They feel this virus is contained, and to me, I guess we now have the standard is the virus contained? But tell me how it's contained, and any doctors listening, I'd love your thoughts. How is a virus contained with nine days of continuing infections? We, we heard yesterday, Tuesday, early in the day, there were no more infections. Then we heard they told the Ravens, oh, by the way, we had infections this morning. They told them on the bus, I think, either to the airport or from the airport to the hotel in Pittsburgh. Like, what is going on here? And what if we find out today, even during the game, or God forbid, after, that there were positive infections we didn't know about? This is what worries me about playing through, about the business of sports taking such preponderance over any kind of abundance of caution. Earlier in the season, we had a Titans outbreak. We had Titans miss games. We had Titans find. We had games rejiggered. We had Thursday night football move to Monday at 5. We had all these kind of things. I'm like, okay, okay, abundance of caution. We've lost that. And I think the NFL needs to be transparent and maybe even say that. I can understand it. I get it more than anyone I understand the business of this. But it just seems like we've lost the standards. They're shifting, they're molding to what seems like a priority of the NFL, which is just getting through. You know, we see these comments from media who's obviously influenced by the NFL that says, you know, we got through this many games, we have this many games left, we've gotten through 70% of the season. It seems like that's the priority. You know, pushing through when other teams, when other non bold events can't do it. You know, college football, baseball had problems, but their schedule's big enough that they can rejigger because they play every day. They don't need the break from the physicality that football has. So that's happened now in all the sports that haven't been bubbled. Listen, we have data. Bubbles work. Okay, that's the data. WNBA, MLS, and of course, NBA, NHL. Zero. Zero infections out of those situations. So if you want to make it work, NFL bubble. Now, they're not going to bubble because they're worried about, you know, is there going to be more problems bubbling and psychological, whatever it may be. But they're not doing it, although it has to be on the table for the playoffs. But the playoffs seem like a million years away. We got... I mean, every week, it's Tuesday morning, you wake up, did they get through it? Well, now it's going to be Wednesday night, did they get through it? And I guess we will, and my question is, how are we getting through this game? We've got almost half the roster of the Ravens infected. And people want to talk about, you know, competitive issues. I'm not even talking about competitive issues. You know, the, the 49ers in the Packers game, they were depleted. That was not a competitive game. And everyone talks about the Broncos this weekend and the quarterbacks all getting infected or being exposed so they had to miss the game and how terrible that was. Yeah, it was terrible. It was not a competitive product. It's not what the NFL wants. The NFL is all about competitive balance. But competitive balance is out the window this year because they have made the decision competitive balance is not going to be the issue. All the systematic uh, uh, 
systems around the NFL are based on competitive balance, the salary cap, the draft, restraints on free agency, and limits on where you can go and franchise tag, and of course, the model of revenue sharing that's equal, Green Bay gets as much as New York and Dallas and LA. So this is where we are, but competitive balance is out the window. And there was a product on the field in the Denver the other day that was not an NFL product. This kid, this practice squatter who's playing quarterback, was certainly not fit to play quarterback in the NFL, and certainly not without preparation. And it was not a game that the Broncos had any chance of winning. Any chance. I mean, I know you can say any given Sunday. No. And some superhero, some <laughs> incredible storybook could have happened there. But no. No. Stop. Even without Drew Brees, that was not a competitive football game and never had a chance. And here we are. This will not, this may be, I may be proven wrong by the time you listen to this, the game will be played. But as we approach the game today, I don't see any way this is a competitive football game. Not only losing Lamar Jackson to COVID, but also all these other players, all-stars. So I worry. I worry. And I wonder what is going on here that the NFL plows through this game. Do they not want to put it into a week 18 because they don't know if there'll be another week 18 game? So you can't really have week 18 for one game. Okay, I get it. But what is the priority here? You know, that's really the question. What is the priority here? Is the priority squeezing it in and not and not having a week where there's only one game and screwing things around and having to worry about missing the week before the Super Bowl? Or is it the health and safety of the players? Oh, and having a safe product out there. You know, we heard rumblings that some Ravens were not behind this idea of playing. We even heard rumblings that people in the league were not behind the playing of this game. And you had dissension there as well as on the Ravens and perhaps even on the Steelers. So this is a... And let me just say this before I end this part of the rant. I am totally complicit in this. I get it. I am complicit. I watch. I pay attention. I am feeding the product. Totally. But I think it's wrong. I don't think there's any way to play this game. And I've been tweeting it out. I've been getting a ton of retweets and likes. But I've been getting people pushing back, saying, shut up, Brent. We've heard this. You're tired. It's over. I mean, some one of the reasons I push it so much is I don't hear a lot of other people pushing it. You know, I, I understand the NFL media has to parrot the NFL and, and some media that really want to make the NFLPA look good, want to parrot that. You know, where they're not making statements, they're not jumping in here, they're not protecting the health and safety publicly about playing this game. They're all in. Because maybe they just feel like if they do, it subjects these games to not being played, which would lose money for the players. But there's no way the game should not be played, right? It should be pushed back. And I know the schedules and all that, but that's why they have a Week 18 built in. What's the problem? That it's the only game? I guess so. So again, the business of sports rules over any abundance of caution. The concern is the business of sports rules over not abundance of caution, but the true health and safety of the players. You know, the players sign up for getting hit in the head. The players sign up for getting hit, and even the, con the concussion part. Obviously, all the body part injuries. But now we're 12, 15 years into the concussion awareness. The players sign up for that. They know the protocols. They know they could be have dementia down the road. I think players know that. 
And they know that COVID's a risk here too, but they've entrusted the NFL, the those who haven't opted out, to keep them safe. And in most cases, that's working. The question is, are they being kept safe in the environment we're talking about in the situation specifically to today to the Ravens? I don't think they are. I don't think you can say this is a safe place to play football right now with the amount of infections. And I don't think you can say, and I'm not a doctor, so I, I, I a disclaimer there, I understand. I don't think you can say this virus is contained. To me, there have to be not one, but multiple days of a clean team, right? Of positives not showing up as they did yesterday even. So that's my rant about the game. By the time you hear this, the game has been played. I don't think it was, it's going to be competitive. Maybe I'm proven wrong. And we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no more positive tests, no more things to worry about with the safety of these players for that. Back with more Brant's Rants in a minute. First, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. You know, the gyms may not be full, but there's definitely no shortage of madness in the college basketball season. You got this weekend, you got Gonzaga and Baylor going to be toe-for-toe, the nation's top ranking. DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook app is bringing you closer to the action with these can't-miss offers. Giving all college basketball fans who sign up now the chance to win $100 when betting either Gonzaga or Baylor to win in this clash of titans. Plus, you'll get a deposit of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code ROSS. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up. All caps are OSS. You can turn $1 into $100. You bet on either Gonzaga or Baylor. That's right. Bet $1 to win $100. Use promo code ROSS during sign-up to take advantage of these great offers for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. My next rant is about COVID in a much more concerning way. Uh, I just think this is a story that has gone completely uncovered. And it's really sort of sticking with me in the back of my head. And it's a short rant, but I think I need to talk about it because we just talked about COVID and safety of the players. Okay, this is something we talked about in the offseason. And I was struck when I was on a conference call as an NFLPA registered agent, where Dr. Tom Meyer, the NFLPA medical director, talked about the risk to NFL players, worried about categories as high BMI measurements and people not responding well to a COVID uh, infection. And it sort of struck me as also as reading Von Miller weeks after being in, uh, after contracting the virus, still having breathing, uh, lung capacity issues. And I'm thinking, wow, these are young, strong, healthy people, but there's more, there's things we don't know. We don't know how this virus reacts in the body. And talking to players who opted out, who basically said, we trust, we think the NFL is doing a good job, but we don't want to be the guinea pigs. We don't want to be the first ones out there where we're seeing, we don't know. You know, we don't know how we get it, how we respond, how long-term effects. And the answer is right. We don't know. Uh, so here's the, here's the stories you don't want to hear, and I don't even know all of them. But the Packers running back, A.J. Dillon, put on COVID before that uh, 49ers game a few weeks ago. We haven't heard from him. He's not back with the team. 
kind of an, a story sort of behind the scenes. We don't know. Jaguars running back, Ryquel Armstead, put on COVID list. Going to be there all season. Why? Well, we don't hear much about it. I think a, t- a tight end for the Broncos. I'm sorry, tight end for the Bills. COVID implications, complications. Maybe even a, a lineman for the Raiders I heard something about. So we're not hearing about this. And maybe it's because, you know, people in mainstream media, the NFL didn't want us talking about it. But I'm going to look into it. And I've tried with a couple agents, and they don't want to talk about it for the players. They basically say, yeah, you know, but he don't want to talk about it. Trying to get him on the podcast. So this is something to watch. And the point is we don't know. We know that, you know, the majority of people that are young and healthy respond well to this virus. But I've said this often, if I, and I've asked this, if I were a league executive or team executive, what would concern me most about playing this year? And it's that. It is that. That there are negative outcomes. What are negative outcomes? Long-term, complications, lung capacity, whatever it may be. God forbid something worse. That's what concerns me. Concerns me on a liability aspect. I'm a lawyer, obviously, but also concerns me from a moral aspect. That the NFL asked these players to go out there in the middle of a pandemic that is raging with no virus, no no cure, any time during this season, and play, and do what is the opposite of social distancing, and that's what would concern me as a team executive. We're going to watch these cases, these long haulers within the NFL, these long haulers that are fit, that are young, that are muscular, that are strong, that are the pictures of health, you would think, playing at the highest level of a sport in one of the most demanding sports in the world. And they're having problems. Not a lot, maybe more than we know, but I understand it's not a lot. And again, let's say it again. Disclaimer, I'm complicit. I watch. I pay attention. I feed the product. But that's concerning. Back to more of Brant's Rants in a minute. First, from our sponsor, HelloFresh. You can get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, lets you skip those trips to the grocery store, makes home cooking easy. It's my favorite home delivery service, and here's a couple reasons why. It's fresh, it's high-quality, pre-proportioned ingredients, makes it easy for people like me. You just make meals that are delicious and nutritious. You skip the grocery store. You're reducing your food waste by at least 25%. It's a streamlined supply chain, means produce gets to us faster and fresher. It's also flexible because you can keep it in the fridge. You can stack extra meals, additional proteins, quick meals like breakfast on the go, They have these 10-minute lunches. They have desserts. Everything is there. It's committed to giving back to those in need. So far in 2020, they have donated $3.5 million meals. So go to hellofresh.com slash BOS90. Use code BOS90 to get $90 off, including free shipment. Again, go to hellofresh.com slash BOS, that's Business of Sports, 90 Use code BOS90 to get 90 off, including free shipping. HelloFresh, the best in home meal delivery. Now to my third rant, I want to talk about Carson Wentz. I'm not the expert on the field. I hear about a lot. You know, everybody's talking about how he's gotten to be such a terrible top-bottom five quarterback from being a top-five quarterback a couple years ago. I don't know the answer. I know Doug Peterson well. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good coach. He was a great assist for us in Green Bay as a backup quarterback. 
not only being Brett's best friend, but being a coach on the field, I'm a fan. Uh, Carson Wentz, I've been a fan. I am a fan. I think he does things that other quarterbacks can't do physically. I think he has the abilities that we've seen. As to what's going on, I don't know. But my expertise is the business. And I'll say what I've been saying all along. There's no player in the NFL, none, with the investment the team has made into a player as Carson Wentz. Because, as I said, there's some players who've been invested with top picks. There's some players that have been invested with $150 million quarterbacks. But the combination is right there. The only one maybe close would be Jared Goff. So in terms of getting rid of him, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. I mean, the idea of next year, $60 million cap charge, untenable, won't happen. He's there. People have said that a trade is a different look on the cap side. I have to research that. Again, I don't. I, the way I am taught with the cap is that whether a player retires, is traded, or is cut, it's the same cap implications, which is the unamortized bonus accelerates right away, assuming before June 1st, and there are different ways, and they're not going to keep a guy on the roster after June 1st that they're going to trade, that they're going to trade, obviously. So uh, I see it the same way. Now I have to be convinced that it's a different, and even there, talking about $34 million, or 30-something million of dead money in 2022, which would be disastrous. And the problem when people talk about, well, you get rid of the salary, so it's almost a wash. I hate that. That's not the case. It's not a wash because you don't have the player. Okay. It's not a wash when you don't have the player. So that's the problem. You don't have the player. So, uh, you know, again, I don't think they're going to do anything with Carson Wentz roster wise. Now, whether he's replaced partially by Jalen Hurts or not, we'll see. Whether it's replaced fully next year, we'll see. They may be hosting a playoff game. I still give them a good chance looking at the schedules of the other teams in the NFC East, and Daniel Jones is hurt, and Washington's got a terrible schedule ahead. So we'll see. And they play my Packers this week, so I don't think they're going to get a win there, the Eagles, but they do play Washington, and they split with New York. So we'll see what happens there. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports podcast. Thanks for listening to my soapbox about the fact they shouldn't be playing this game, which is now played by the time you hear this, and uh, hopefully no more COVID positives. The Business of Sports rules. It always wins, and that'll do it for, for the Business of Sports podcast, the namesake of this podcast. Thanks so much to my producer, Brian Neal, my musical producer, Sam Brandt, Apple Podcasts, rankings, and comments are always appreciated. Follow me on my newsletter at andrew-brandt.com. Sign up through that. I also have a Patreon, Andrew Brandt at Patreon, where you can get even more content and access. Appreciate it all. You have my columns, my podcasts, and of course, here on with you and Ross Tucker every week. I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.